0: Welcome to another episode of the Infertility Podcast. This episode, we have your favorite reoccurring guest on. Welcome, Woody. Thank
1: you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But you said I'm their favorite. Shouldn't I be your favorite too? I guess. Wow. <laughs> Who needs enemies with friends like this, eh?
0: Anyways, we are going to do part two of faith in furlough or faith during furlough. And I realized the last episode was really focused on strategies to get through the furlough season, and I didn't really go in depth about faith during the furlough season. So obviously Woody had the uh, firsthand experience and witnessed firsthand what I was kind of going through while being on furlough and the last last episode I did talk about the maybe two weeks of soaking and just kind of feeling down about what was going on. Um, But I wanted to have Woody on to give a perspective of number one, watching a spouse um, go through a, a tough season and also from... Um, you know, marital um, standpoint. How it impacted you, how you felt, and just overall encouragement for those who are um, in this season. As we know, um, many states have not fully opened up, and even the states that have fully opened up, there are some restrictions on travel, which is impacting many businesses. So, um. I wanted to start off with this first question, and I I think we've hinted towards this in the past and in in previous episodes, that we have gone through some difficult times, um, some external situations during our marriage uh, with our parents being sick. We've gone through seasons of really hard, um, seasons of tough work environments, Uh, our personal health challenges. So my first question to you, Woody, is how did you figure out, you know, how to help me cope during this time of furlough?
1: Um, You know, I don't know that I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it's figured it out. I appreciate you saying I figured it out because, I mean, I did a pretty good job of doing whatever it is I was doing. Um. I think that oftentimes, you know, you know, I think anybody who is ambitious and hardworking and who thrives off of accomplishing tasks, being put in a position like furlough will give them a sense of being defeated. Mm -hmm. And so my whole goal the entire time was to encourage you to pour into other areas that I knew you didn't have the time to before yeah to to pour into those things then that's true. so that way instead of it being on your mind that i can't believe i'm furloughed it was on your mind that i have to complete all these tasks mm-hmm. um so you know that's when i push you to Work on, work on this project, uh, complete this project. How many different classes can you take? <laughs> oh, this is good for your business. This is good for your ministry. This is just good for you, period. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really my opportunity that whenever you came and said, what do you think about me doing something like that in the future? Why the future? Why not now? Mm-hmm. Um, and And not let the weight of not being able to go to work be a reason that you fall into a state of depression which it is easy to do so in that time and I'm sure that many people experience it so my job was to remind you that you're beautiful that you're smart that they hired you so they want you and you'll be back to work soon but in the meantime what can you accomplish that'll make you even more valuable to the next position right and so I don't know that I, I, I even in my head said that I need to accomplish this goal it was more so not to allow you to fall into any state of mind which is easy to do
0: yeah no definitely you were i um, very supportive um i think i talked about this in the lap- last episode of you know taking conferences virtual conferences courses and what have you um some were free some had a cost uh but just taking that time to invest and also you supported me through it um, by giving me this space, you know, and just kind of cheering me on to accomplish certain goals, certain personal things that I wanted to take care of uh, during that quote-unquote downtime. Uh, and I saw the, the, the recompense and, and the, the harvest of a lot of the things that I put forth during that time. So, very, very good. So, fear is constant during the season. And I think even if you're in furlough or not on furlough, um, mm-hmm. fear is definitely prevalent during this time period. Um, there's the questions of how am I going to pay my bills? Right. Um, is you know the job going to call me back? Will I be laid off? And there's people who are working right now and they're afraid that they're going to be laid off uh, because of the eco- economic downturn that's taking place. So I wanted to ask you, what are some ways to focus on faith to diminish fear in this season?
1: You know, I think it's two parts. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to be good stewards Mm -hmm. of what God has given us, um, whether that's monetarily or position or in anything that we have. And everything that you have is to be a good steward. We don't know what talents he has given us, but let us not bury them. So when he comes back and he asks, What, what have you done do with this? this that mm-hmm. we that we are embarrassed to say that we stored it away. So mm-hmm. we, we gotta be good steward. And that means doing right with whatever it is that you have, so you're better prepared for everything. Mm-hmm. Um and in doing so and being a good steward, you increase your faith. Yeah. The more that you work on whatever talents, both Um, monetarily, spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, in every aspect, the more you work to improve these things, the stronger it is. And the stronger it is, the better it withholds in a difficult time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it's remaining in constant prayer in good times. So that way, when the hard times come, you're faithful that when you say, God, I know you'll come through, there's no doubt. Or at least have the faith of a mustard seed to right. overcome the yeah. doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is—it's staying prayed up. It's—it's it's monitoring what you're doing. It's being prepared or preparing as soon as you recognize. You mm-hmm. know, uh, many people here in the states, specifically, uh, for some odd reason, we went into a toilet paper yes uh, frenzy. Frenzy. People <laughs> were buying all of the toilet, not the food. People were not worried about the food, the vegetables, the fruits, the canned goods, or all the perishables or anything like that. They were taking toilet paper. And it reminded me that my mother would save up coupons mm-hmm. and buy up toilet paper when we were younger. And she would have like this garage shelf filled with nothing but toilet paper. And so it reminded me that she was prepared mm-hmm. for her distress even though she didn't know it was coming. Mm -hmm. So when hurricane season came, she never got into that season. And I know we fell into that situation, but your mother did the same thing as my mother. (laughs) And when we couldn't find toilet paper, she was like, here you go.
0: Yeah, sidebar. My mom was telling us since January in our family group chat, like, you guys, something is coming. You know, um, we need to start preparing. And like, we were just like, what is this lady talking about? You know, um, I know for me, I do not watch the news, so I had no idea all this stuff was kind of coming. And um, you know, she was pre- she was preparing, honey. She yeah. was yeah. she was prepared. And so when the week came that you know everyone was basically gonna be remote at that time, I was we were both you know we're still working, and I remember going to Publix, a local grocery store here in the states, and. I was like, Mom, there's no toilet paper. She's like, okay, go to this Publix. And then um, I think they maybe had like one package. And she's like, don't worry, don't worry. Like, I got you, I got you. And like, she...
1: Had some some in, yes. in, in some in her storehouse. Yes, and so I think it's similar. You're teaching with, good
0: right here. You I think it? it's
1: something like a a little bit of faith that. Yes, in in the good times, pray up and store up your faith. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't pray about faith when things are going good because mm-hmm. they have nothing to worry about because they're. Reaping in that season, Mm -hmm. but it is in that season that you ought to continue to pray for faith. Father, let me remain faithful Mm -hmm. in good times and in bad. Mm -hmm. So that way, when the bad times come, you have enough faith in your storehouse Mm -hmm. to overcome it. And so that's now, don't get me wrong, y'all. That's a lot harder (laughs) than I'm making it it it, sound. Yeah,
0: especially in a hard season. It's it's a
1: lot harder than I'm making it sound, but as difficult as it sound, if we do a little bit of it, we're much better than if we did none of it. Right. And so that's literally what it was. I was, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who in every season and, in and our fertility journey and mm-hmm. our spiritual journey and our, our relationship in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And I say relationship because we have a friendship and I say marriage because we are married mm-hmm. that I am consistently praying and trying to pour into those things. So while it's healthy, it's good. But when it's weak, there's a support. There's a foundation Definitely. for
0: it. I love the fact that you talked about the storehouse. You know, um, I remember a, a minister. He preached a message and and talked about the fact that we need to dig the wells deep, mm-hmm. um, meaning making that investment now for, you know, your spiritual walk, praying, fasting, um, getting into that, you know, connection with God. And that's something that really helped me um, getting through the furlough period is having a routine and and making sure the first thing that I did was, you know, do my devotion, read my word, you know, while I'm sipping on some tea, uh, you know, reading my devotions and what have you, and just making sure that I was making that investment in faith, um, so that fear, when it was you know creeping up, I had that foundation. Mm-hmm. I had put that water in the well um, to be stored. So I love that illustration that you provided. So the one of the amazing things that happened um, during my time of furlough um, was, thank God, you know, Woody was still you know working. And one of the things that started to happen is your side business, which is photography, started really picking up, um, and like really out of nowhere. Because I know in the in the beginning it was kind of slow, and then it just started picking up again. So how did that make you feel once you started to see? Okay, there's some more you know residual income coming in, even though we're in this uh, tough season. Um, how did that make you feel once you started to see your business really start to pick up?
1: Um, I mean, first off, I think ever since I was young, I've had one prayer financially. I've never been one of those people who prayed to be rich. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always prayed that God would bless me so I can bless others, but bless me also that if my wife ever reached a point where she could not, or chose not to work Mm -hmm. that financially I could uphold the lifestyle that we were living. Right. Um, that was always important to me because, um, and I don't know if it's because my mother worked three jobs growing up that i never wanted to see my wife in a similar position. And so I've always prayed that I would work hard enough. Um, and for those who know me, they know I've had a job, um, consistently for my entire life except um I'm mean, well since I was 15 wow um for every year except for my freshman year of college and my last year of college mm-hmm. my last semester sorry my last semester of college from um uh, March till June and my freshman year of college is the only time I didn't work and it's because I've always felt like I needed to be able to provide and support myself um It is interesting that while I had that prayer, uh, and we entered this season for me, that was nothing but God, Mm -hmm. because as soon as things lifted and people could start doing work in my side business, which is photography, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden my phone started ringing. Mm -hmm. And while people did not typically have funds, God was providing another source, um, you know, Ecclesiastes talking about, talks about having multiple streams of e- income seven, maybe even eight mm-hmm. um, is the way the book says it is, is having those extra streams. It's important that we we are against stewards of our money and, and yes. think about how we're using it. And it's so interesting that my prayer was that I, I'm able to provide if my wife isn't and we fall into a season where you couldn't, And God found a way to make be sufficient and 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 provide that we were able to do so. And and we have I have friends who knew the situation, um, who reached out and was like, Hey, let me know if you need something, I got you. You know, there's there's those good support and, and good friends that I had, but I didn't have to call them mm-hmm. because God made a way. He made mm-hmm. an Avenue and that makes me know better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. That makes us know better than anyone else. That's not a bragging point. That's just a recognition of how good his grace is yes. that he remembered my prayer even as a child. Mm-hmm. And when we fell into a situation that one might be concerned, um, we were graced and blessed. And again, not a brag, but more of a testimony Mm -hmm. that he made a way for us to still be able to meet all of our needs. And we were blessed in that situation. So for me, it was another time I could recognize how God creeped in quietly,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: creeped in quietly and made provisions.
0: Yeah. And shout out to our support system. Definitely. Um, You know, they've supported us through some really, really difficult situations in the past. They've supported us through uh, this infertility journey. And most recently, you know, us going through uh, the situation of being put on furlough, just the check-ins, even like your friends and your family, um, checking in, making sure I'm okay. Those who called to pray uh, with me, those who uh, called just to check in, those who offered, you know, any financial help, um people on my end as well so definitely um grateful because it's really in your dark seasons that you know who stand with you you Mm -hmm. know everybody's ready to celebrate when it's time for celebration but when that you know dark time and that dark period comes that's when you can really see who you can count on in a um very difficult season and i am truly grateful for our support system. And so shout out to those folks. We appreciate y'all. So Hebrews 11 verse one gives us a definition of faith. And I, I, this is really uh, for me, the definition of faith. Um, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. And one of the things that I did, you know, during my time of furlough is really look at this verse, this definition of faith, and, you know, put it in a perspective of, hey, I do not see what is going to happen. Um, You know, COVID came to, as a surprise to all of us, uh, but it was not a surprise to God. And so I had to come to you know the realization that, hey, my situation, what I'm going through right now does not, you know, did not surprise God. And he's he knew this was coming. Um, this is part of his plan. And I had to come to a place where I um, accepted it and accepted the fact that I needed to walk in faith and not my feelings and not in fear. So I'll let you answer this first. What are some ways to keep encouraged during this time of uncertainty? Cuz I feel like all of us in some way shape or form is battling the uncertainty.
1: Um for me it is what I spend my time doing and what I encourage you to do. Mm-hmm. Um you know, anybody who has struggled with depression or anxiety um knows that for some odd reason you find isolation comforting mm. until you fall into a deep a deep spiral down mm-hmm. and you can't come out of that isolation mm-hmm. and so for me it's avoiding the isolation right because believe it or not anyone who's dealing with whether it's directly or indirectly, whether it's you or you have a family member of whom you're supporting, it's very easy to feel the weight of this Mm -hmm. and to fall into a spirit of depression. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's avoid the spirit of depression. Now COVID caused us not to be able to leave the house. right? So how do you avoid isolation when COVID is saying that you must be isolated? Mm -hmm. Um, it's what you pour into your spirit. It's what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you what are you doing with the additional time that you have mm-hmm. if you have additional time. Now, that does not mean if you needed time to take to yourself, you don't take it. Mm-hmm. It's don't wallow in it. Right. Don't don't allow it to overcome you. Look up what you can learn. Read something that is good. Pick up the good word. Read the good word. Do some things that is going to uplift your spirit um, rather than let it fall. You may decide to pick something up and decide to put it right back down. I practiced the piano for all of a good month. (laughs) And then I put the piano down. And lately I've been wanting to pick it back up so I'm going to pick it back up, get ready. Um, But that was okay. I needed that for the first first month of, of this as something to do to occupy my time as I figured out what i needed to do Mm -hmm. and then once i did i was watching conferences on photography i was watching conferences on church service i was watching um on live streaming and all these things avenues that i pour into myself in order to ensure that i was building up myself Mm -hmm. and not allowing myself to fall into that darkness
0: right very good um and and like i said a little bit earlier you know we're all kind of dealing with this uncertainty but this is not something that came to a surprise to God, you know? And I just comforted myself in that. And like you said, I did my best to avoid isolation. And so in those months, there was a lot of FaceTime calls Mm -hmm. um, from friends and family, uh, you know, during the day, especially, um, just to kind of keep things going, you know, keep conversations going, keep connected. Uh, A lot of Zoom calls. Um, With, you know, uh, cousins and aunts and uncles just to keep everyone encouraged. Uh, And now that I've transitioned back to work, I think some people forgot that I'm at work now. So I'm still getting FaceTime calls like, y'all, I'm at work now, you know? (laughs) Um, But I think that was one of the things that really uh, I enjoyed most. Besides, there's some other things, of course, that I enjoyed during my time of furlough, but just having that that time to talk to friends, talk to family, you know, have a, have longer conversations via text and not just a hey how are you da, da 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 and just keeping it moving but um having that time to really kind of focus and i think one of the things for me is just the 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 time of rest really was needed, was necessary and also it brought me into alignment of what my purpose is, you right, know, right. once I kind of sat things down and you're like, okay, well, you know, you're talking about doing this in the future. Why not make that investment now? Why not try it now? Why not at least lay the groundwork for it now? And it can launch when, you know, you feel comfortable. And had I not, you know, listened to you and just really caved into, oh, this is really uncertain times. Will this go well? And that sort of thing um i wouldn't have accomplished a lot of things that i accomplished during that time period absolutely so um yeah just know that for you that are dealing with this and feel that you know this is a bit overwhelming things are still un- so uncertain like do your best to keep your mind focused and focus on the promises of god focus on his word focus on your goals Focus on the promises, the prophecies, the word of knowledge or what have you that you've received and put yourself into alignment with his word. Ask God to like put you into where you need to be in this season.
1: You know, for me, I think that it's so important that uh, we recognize what took place in this season as well. Um, There is a, a word they used as to who would continue to work here in the States um, and it was essential workers nothing is more diminishing to your spirit right. to find out that you're not an essential person yes um and and with that what it what it put back into my spirit is again to work on the talents the skills the gifts that God gave me and to make sure that I'm essential in that piece um I think that the people who struggled that I have met and I, that I know who struggled the most, who are the people who poured themselves into their work
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: then found out that they weren't essential.
0: Yes.
1: Those people who dive into work and they make work everything. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be told, Hey, sorry, you're furloughed because you're not an essential worker. Mm -hmm. And, and we know that means something a little bit different right now, but, at the end of the day, if the company has to pick and choose, they didn't pick you. Yeah. And so, what are you? What are you pouring your spirit into? What are you pouring your additional time, not your work time?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, bills must be paid, mm-hmm. so go where the the bills will be paid. But what are you pouring in your additional time into? You know, so many people I know work thirteen hour days, but they're getting paid for eight. Mm-hmm. They're putting in the extra time because they're trying to impress certain people and they're leaving the things that are important, family, faith, you know, children, Mm -hmm. they're leaving them, oh, I got to work, I got to work, I got to work. What's essential? At the end of the day, we've realized what's essential to us Mm -hmm. in this moment. That's each other and our family and our friends because- they never treated us like we weren't essential workers they checked on us they they looked out for us they called us and things like that mm-hmm. so just keeping in mind working on your talents working on things like that if if ever there was a time I would encourage people to to have their kids to learn something that is skillful um you know barbers still were in desire mm-hmm. we saw how how people were upset cuz they couldn't get haircuts mm-hmm. um barbers Some of still are still listen photographers gardeners all these these skill sets that aren't heavily taught in schools not to say that education and becoming all of these businessmen engineers architects and everything like that isn't still desired but what other thing can you have in your back pocket that if things were to come astray you would be able to fall back on this additional skill to press forward
0: perfect very good very well said So what did you learn during the time that I was on furlough? What did you learn about me? What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about this whole process? What are some of the key takeaways that you had during that season?
1: Hmm. You know, um, I think I learned something that a lot of us learned Mm -hmm. is that we have absolutely zero control of what happens around us. Yep. Um, that that whole saying that you control, um, you you can only control how you react to things. You can't control what happens to you. Is so very true because, um, and I think those people who are control freaks, my wife, yikes, um, <laughs> I think they learned it the most because you literally let go and let God in this season.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I, I pray for those who, who don't have a spiritual being of whom they pray to because that had to feel like a moment of loss Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because we turned and relied purely on God and Mm -hmm. knew he was going to pull through for us. But you know, that, that is literally what I fell back to is that I'm going to, we have no choice. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I wasn't sure if one income was going to be enough, we released and like God, mm-hmm. you know, I, I learned or truly like we really have no control and that we must subdue it. And again, just as I just said, it also taught me to really work on some of the skill sets that I had let go dormant mm-hmm. and to pick them back up and sharpen, sharpen my, my, my tools. Mm-hmm. Um, because. You don't know what you'll need and when you'll need it. Yeah. Um, those are the things that I really took away. Pa- I-, I think we learned patience with each other. We've yes. been blessed. Um, not everybody's <laughs> leaving furlough and COVID and all of that. Not everyone's leaving this season still talking about they love their spouse. Um, I don't think we got in a single argument.
0: Oh, shocker. Knock on wood. Uh, <laughs>
1: Knock on wood. I don't think we got in a single argument this entire time. Shocker. Um No disagreement, no spats, no anything like that. I think that, um, you know, I, I, I learned more about you. I definitely learned more about you. Um,
0: Share and something. I don't even know that. That won't be too embarrassing.
1: <laughs> silly. I, I, you know, I always knew you were an introvert, but I don't think that I felt your sense of needing to be an introvert as much as I did now, when you're spending months in a house with somebody unable to go anywhere, mm-hmm. months—months—is very different than a month, right? Um, a month is doable. <laughs> months is like, oh, okay. Um,
0: yeah, because you know, I—I I was not going out. You know, I was not going out. I was not going outside. Even. She won't even go grocery shopping. Yeah, I, I did all that. Woody did the she grocery shopping just because I really did not want to catch this thing so my um father had to really put me on the docket to preach um and that's really I think the first time that I came out of the house after months of being in the house and that was like in May uh, but yeah I was not in the house and I mean outside the house and going out or even doing grocery shopping and that sort of thing because I was uh, because I suffer with uh asthma I was really doing my best to be careful. Mm.
1: Yeah. Um, But I also learned that when she wants to be extroverted, uh, she's a hostile takeover. (laughs) And so typically I'm the extrovert, but there's times when I'll fall away and I just want to be to myself. And and it's normally fine because my wife is an introvert. So she'll only, you know, I got to normally rile her up to get her. But when she's in the mood to talk and hang out, it's like, stop what I'm doing. My wife wants some attention and fellas, y'all get this, uh, gives the woman the attention she wants. If she wants to, are you looking for something to throw at me woman? No, <laughs> no, Um, no. She, uh, she, she really, it really was a good time, but I learned to patience. I learned to understand her a little more. I understand her mood, um, because it was difficult at times, so I understood yes. when she needed
0: two weeks of uh soaking.
1: Yeah. I understood. And then it was on she... and off. And I knew and I knew when she just needed some time to herself, when she needed to go into that prayer closet and grab her prayer rug and to let her be because she just needed to, to confide in God and that while it seemed like something was wrong, it wasn't for me to to fix, but she was going to God to let her fix it. And so I just learned and understood you a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Prayer rug is so necessary. Um, The other thing I want to add that we learned is like, you you don't realize how much money you can save. (laughs) 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 You know? And one thing that I'm happy about is some of the habits that we, we, you know, picked up or, or really... I don't want to say picked up because we did it in the past, but we weren't so consistent. But some of the things that we became consistent with during the time of furlough, cooking, you know, obviously, you know, thank God we weren't paying tolls. We weren't paying that much for gas because we weren't really like, going anywhere. Um, you really don't realize how much money um, you can save um, until you really push to do it.
1: Well, a lot of things. <laughs> I mean you're spending less on water because you're doing less laundry because Mm -hmm. you're not wearing all your your dry or dry cleaning Mm -hmm. because you're not wearing all the good clothes all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gas has gone down. Toll has gone down. The only thing that really went up was the electricity, but everything else going down helped with that. You know, you got to be more creative with date nights because there's no restaurants to run off to or no movie theater to go to. So you have to be creative in this season. um, But you know, there's ways and opportunities to make those things happen, and so yeah, definitely want to hold on. Now, this is not a pass for those who don't want to go out for date night. You need to go out sometimes. Yes. Um, for date night, but definitely there's there's room to be creative, and and I think everybody recognized how much we spent on things that had yeah. zero for me, value.
0: Coffee is number one. Now I brew my own coffee. Like I'm not out here buying coffee teas. Um, you just learn to kind of readjust and, and, um, that time period definitely instilled some new, um, ways of thinking and new ways of doing things. What could we do? This is the final question. What could we do, um, to be better prepared if this were to happen again?
1: Oh, <laughs> if this were to happen, buy more toilet paper. No, <laughs> um, I, I think that, you know, we talked about it a lot throughout this, this episode. Um, one, if you are coming out of this and your spiritual life is the same as when you went into it, you're doing everything wrong. Facts. You're doing everything wrong. Like there is no way we are walking into one of the biggest pandemics that has been seen in over a century And you are not recognizing that you need to do some things spiritually, emotionally, physically to change. Mm. Um, So that's the first thing. Where are you? Where are you mentally, physically, emotionally? Do a self check in order to not fall back in this situation. Um, Now that we know we can save money in some ways, save money in some ways. Um, We all reckon, well, not we all, but a lot of people recognize they are not essential. Mm-hmm. And so how are you going to be stewards? And we've seen this in the Bible time and time again. I think one of the first true examples of that was Joseph in the Bible who, had, who, who told Potiphar, save up for this time because the time of famine is coming. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we are recognizing a time of famine. And so while we have a little bit of time of grace in between right now, as many people are going back to work and back to school and things of that sort, what are you going to do? in order to be a good steward in case a time of famine were to come again. Um being being so we're we're talking spiritually, we're talking financially, um, and connectiveness. Yeah. Connecting, you know, um connecting with God, connecting with others, staying staying fruitful in your relationships. You
0: said our whole um
1: church mission statement. <laughs> uh, I see you. Um staying connected and, and, and keeping the relationships fruitful. I think that we rely, we recognize, um, where our purpose is more now and it is in others and in our, in our love and appreciation for each other. And so how do we take care of that? Um, I think is something that we definitely can do to prepare for the future.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And, um, to close out, I wanted to, leave you all with some of uh, the verses that i use to get through um this faith this time of furlough and increasing my faith uh deuteronomy deuteronomy 28 verse 13 uh, i kept saying you know the lord said that he will make me the head and not the tail and even though in this situation i'm feeling like the tail because i was told i'm not essential um you -hmm. know i know god will make me the head The second one is Philippians 1, uh, verse 6. It says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So whatever work that God has for you to do, he will bring it to fruition. Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. So dealing with that uncertainty, dealing with that doubt, dealing with that fear... Be still and know that he is God. And finally, Hebrews 11, verse six, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So in this season, do your part to earnestly seek God and know that as you're seeking him, whatever he has in store for you, is going to come to pass. What he has for you is for you. No demon in hell can keep it. Nothing can stop it. What he says that will be completed will be completed. All right. Woody, thank you so much for yep, yep. joining us once again.
1: Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure.
0: And I know um, you all love having him on, so that's why I keep you know inviting him to come in. So thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: I'm really starting to question whether or not you want me here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. I will catch you on the next episode. Love y'all. Ciao. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at i am daniel joseph or on Facebook master mentor and minister or you can visit my website which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com thanks so much for tuning in